Welcome to the Anchor Podcast, offering Jesus-shaped perspectives and anchors for the soul. I'm your host, Jeremy Berg, and you can learn more about me and our ministry at kingdomharbor.com. Now let's get into today's episode. Welcome back to the Anchor Podcast. We are moving into episode three of our series on The Chosen. We just watched an episode all about Jesus and the children. Now, I, f- I loved this episode. I'm probably going to say that every one. This is one of my favorites. We find Jesus in the backwoods of Capernaum. He hasn't gone public yet with his ministry. He's He's taking his time, and he's just slowly moving into the backwaters, the backwoods of this little village. And that even the space, uh, that imagery of him quietly sneaking his way into our lives is, is something precious to think about. I love that God doesn't barge into our lives, force himself upon us. Usually he, he knocks quietly at the door of our hearts and waits for us to open ourselves up to him. And you see that as he slowly builds a camp and a little fire on the outskirts of town. And, And I wonder if we can think about that God doing that in our lives today. As you think about, or maybe the first time he came into your life, um, the, uh, the Bible speaks of, um, of what the God putting on human flesh and and making his camp among us. John, in the great uh, opening to his gospel, he says, the word became flesh and made his dwelling am- among us. But that word dwelling is, is the same word for tabernacle, uh, a little tent that God resided in in the Old Testament. And here you have Jesus literally setting up a little tent behind the village. And who is it that is most ready to receive, to to watch, to to learn and ask questions from this presence? Of course, it's the children. And so in this episode, um, we wanted to ask viewers to do two things. First, observe Jesus. Just watch him. Watch the episode again and, and just make a list of the things you you see and observe about the way Jesus, what he's doing, how he does it. And then secondly, observe the children. As Jesus is going to say, um, children are not just, uh, um, not just, you know, welcome to be a part of this kingdom thing that's unfolding. No, no, no. They are put front and center as somehow the ones we can learn a lot from as far as how you can most best come to Jesus, enter into the life of faith. So let me just offer a few observations I had of Jesus. See, I see in this episode, Jesus' full humanity on display. Uh, he's, he's laughing. 
He's gentle, he's, but he's very human. We see Jesus, the one who created the heavens and the earth, the one who created earth, wind, and fire, trying to kindle his own little campfire, gently, patiently blowing on, on the sticks and the twigs, nurturing that little flame until it gets bigger. We see Jesus uh, making bread, the bread of life, making bread with all the ingredients necessary for that. We see him washing his feet. The one who spoke and the earth leapt into existence has dirty feet, and I assume smelly feet. He's building things. He's working with his hands, with the, the same materials we have to work with. And so Jesus, again, is fully God, but he's fully man. And the episode opens up with Jesus awake in prayer. Um, he's struggling. He is uh, experiencing some distress as he begins to see uh, and ponder uh, where his ministry will ultimately lead to the, his suffering on the cross. And, and uh, we see him in prayer, always in prayer ending his days in prayer as his head hits the pillow and beginning his day in prayer. Now, as we watch him interact with the children, what do we observe? We observe his great playfulness, um, his great patience. The, the kids show up while he's sleeping. They interrupt his morning. And anyone listening and watching that episode, like me, knows you would not respond with the same grace <laughs> that Jesus did. Um, very patient. Um, he seems to find children not a nuisance, that getting in the way of our plans for the day, but yet he takes joy in their presence. Um, and that also is a convicting thing for me. You know, I have my agenda, I have my my plans, and, and kids often are pulling me away from what I think needs to get done. And, and somehow, every in this episode, Jesus always responds to the children by saying, um, when they ask if they can be with him that day, he says, yes, but I have work to do. And somehow he manages it to uh, to invite them into it. And what a great lesson that is, the way that Jesus gives the children tasks. As we think of church leadership and the way that, uh, or even at home with the chores, we parents sometimes, it's much easier to just do it ourselves than to take the time to bring our children into those daily tasks. It takes great patience. Um, you have to let go of controlling the results. Things may not get done as quickly or as neatly. But Jesus seemed to prioritize the process of, of, of working together with these children more than the got to get things done, scratch things off the list of to-dos. I loved how um, moved Jesus was when he watched the children recite the Shema, the Hero Israel. As the kids did that, I, I just, I wondered what was going through Jesus' mind. 
as he begins to go public with his ministry, he probably doubted that uh, he would have faithful disciples that would carry his, his ministry forward to his climactic moment on the cross, but on his behalf when he ascended to the Father. And you seem to see that Jesus found great hope by looking in the eyes of these young ones. And I wonder about you and I right now as our world has been living through just chaos and division and and um, as the nightly news is filled with angry parents protesting school board meetings and just a loss of civility, I think many of us are worried about the future, the future of our nation, the future of the world. But I wonder if we need to take our eyes off of the news cycle and spend some more time engaging young minds, young hearts that aren't jaded, that are still good, and to begin to look for hope, not in the mess we adults have made of the world right now, but to to find hope and there's a new generation coming up that will, uh, I believe, find their way in their own way and find hope in that. I love how Jesus gives this shy, timid boy, Joshua, a new name. He calls him Joshua the Brave throughout this episode. And uh, that's what he does for us as well. As we saw last episode, he knows our true name. Your name is Mary of Magdala, not Lilith. And he knows our name as well. And he wants to give us a new name to live into, to live up to. Joshua wasn't brave. This little boy was timid, shy, scared. Jesus saw that he could become brave. And so he gives him that name. And he will give Simon a new name, Peter the Rock. And he will give James and John the name Sons of Thunder, and so on and so forth. Well, so we get this beautiful picture of a Jesus quietly making his way into the village. And this entire episode, we see his interactions with the children, kind of a a warm-up act for his ministry with the grown-ups. And uh, of course, the main message is to, it comes to a head when Jesus looks those children in the eyes and he says, I have loved spending this time with you. You are all so very special. I hope that my next students ask the same questions you do and they listen to my answers. But I suspect they do not have the understanding you do. And I hope that when the time comes, they will tell others about me as you have. So that's a look at Jesus. Now I want to turn it over to Pastor Bill Johnson, who's going to give us some thoughts on what we observe in these children. Well, the children in this episode, but also the children in our lives today. So take it away, Bill. This episode reminded me of two Bible passages, Jesus and the children. Matthew 19, 14, Jesus said, Let the little children come to me and do not hinder them, 
for the kingdom of heaven belongs to such as these. And these are both familiar passages, but you know Matthew 18, 2-4 as well. He called a little child to him and placed the child among them. And he said, Truly I tell you, unless you change and become like little children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Therefore, whoever takes the lowly position of this child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. The kingdom of heaven belongs to those who are like little children. What what does that mean? Unless we become like a little child, we'll never enter or access the kingdom that is here, now, present, and within. Well, what does that mean? (laughs) How do we do that? Perhaps the kingdom of God and spiritual things are all about trust. Trusting like a little child in a father or mother who they know, without a shadow of doubt, loves them. I think that might be one of the biggest things about children that Jesus is pointing to. Childlike trust. What if we trusted like a child with total abandon in this amazing God of love? Our lives would be easier, more joyful, perhaps less stressful. Or as I heard a quote recently, we would live into God's desire of being happy, joyous, and free. So I think to become like a little child is to trust, to be joyful, to play, to inquire, to be inquisitive, to live in wonder, to be glad and happy about the simplest things, to live without a care in the world, to be carefree and happy-go-lucky. I'm sure we could add to this list, I'm sure that there are many more things. In fact, one of the things I'm thinking of is that a child isn't concerned about doing right or wrong or pleasing their parent. What if in our relationship with God we didn't feel pressure to prove our worth or do what we think is right or wrong in relationship to God, but just enjoyed the fellowship we have with the Father? And I think another characteristic of little children is to be open, to be open, to be open, to be open. So what if I was to say to you, you know, go out in your backyard and and look behind that tree because there's a pot of gold there. (laughs) As adults, we're pretty jaded and calloused and not naive. And it's like, whatever, that's not the case. But for a little child... Maybe, maybe it's all about possibilities and being open and tuning in to what's possible. And doesn't that tie into nothing is impossible with God and living with that childlike expectancy and wonder and mystery and faith and trust. How beautiful is that? What a beautiful invitation. Again, I think it all comes down to live like a little child who trusts that they are loved and held 
and protected. If that is the path to a deeper spirituality and entering in and living in this thing called the kingdom, then sign me up. And this all reminds me of a story as I end. One night a house caught on fire and a young boy was forced to flee to the roof. The father stood on the ground below with outstretched arms calling to his son, Jump! I'll catch you! He knew the boy had to jump to save his life, but all the boy could see, however, was flames and smoke and blackness. As can be imagined, he was afraid to leave the roof, but his father kept yelling, Jump! I'll catch you! But the boy protested, Daddy, I can't see you! And the father replied, But I can see you! And that's all that matters. To know we are seen loved, held, caught, embraced by this God of love in this world and the next, and that all shall be well and all shall be well because of it, is to live happy and joyous and free as a child, no matter what. God, please, by your Spirit, make me like a little child. And God, I will become like a little happy child in and with you as I trust. Well, thank you, Bill. Always good thoughts from Pastor Bill. Well, as we wrap up for today, I just want to invite you to keep up with us on this journey. If you missed the episode, you can watch them free online. Just Google The Chosen, and there's a website with all the videos to watch at your convenience. But we do invite you, if you're nearby, to please join us Sunday nights at 5 p.m. at Main Street Covenant Church here at St. Martin's by the Lake. We're popping the popcorn, and we're enjoying these episodes together in community. I know we're tempted to uh, be so ruthlessly individualistic when we tell ourselves, well, I can just stay and watch this at home. I don't need to go out. But this is our story, not my story. And this is our Jesus. And we are to come and experience him in community, a community of fellow disciples. So we hope that you will join us and in the coming weeks. And share these with a friend. Invite others to come along. Let me finish up with uh, a scripture. Because Jesus is about to go public with his ministry, as we know. And one of my favorite scriptures is Mark 3.14. And it's when he calls the twelve. It says that he appointed twelve disciples that they might be with him. That's right. Being a disciple is not just about doing things. It's not just about learning things and knowing things about Jesus and God. Discipleship at its core is is learning to be with Jesus, spend time with Jesus, be in his presence, in the spirit so often and in his word so frequently that his his words and his actions they they just rub off on us somehow we watch him we admire him 
and we long to become like him. And so we thank you, Jesus, for coming to earth to be with us. And uh, so may you draw near to us this week, and may we create a space in our hectic lives to venture out into the backwoods with you like these children. Each day in this episode, getting up early, excited to go and spend some more time in your presence. May it be so of us here as well in the spirit. Well, grace and peace, and we'll see you next time.